Welcome to Bullish, where we talk about the journey and process to build ourselves and companies into multi-billion dollar people and brands. Currently, my business and investment funds have done tens of millions in revenue. And this is the documentation of the journey to scale to the billion dollar realm. All while we give back and do good in the world. My name is Bridger Pennington and welcome to Bullish. Asymmetrical risk. Let's talk about this one for a second. Um, asymmetrical risk. I had a guy um, come, so I was in this process of launching businesses. I'll take you back. And I, it's a little scary because I was in school, I was at a good school, paying money to be there, but also launching businesses on the side. And so it's like, well, what should I focus on? Where should I put my attention, my effort? And so I was doing this and kind of going back and forth. I actually had good grades. Um, a couple things I'll say on this too on my, I actually went, I found out a nearby university. I could go take my generals there. So my first year of college, I'll kind of step back. So first year of college, most universities have you take what's called generals. You know, it's, it's civil, civ one, civ two, art history, like a, a physics or a, a chemistry class, writing, kind of like math, like it kind of, you kind of hit all the sectors. I was like, why would I do that? It was a terrible idea. Why would I go do that? <laughs> I'm in college to figure out what I want to do with my life. I'm here to figure out how to, and I, I'll talk about this for a second, how to make money. The whole purpose of going to college is to make money. I will die on that hill. I will die there. Now, unless you're pursuing some intellectual pursuit or whatever, you don't, maybe you got a trust fund behind you or whatever. But for most of us, you go there to make money. And I, well, wait, Bridger, I'm going to pursue my passion. I'm going to go over to, okay, you're going to pursue your passion. Great. And I actually do think we, you should go into something that you enjoy though, or like, or have interest in. But typically we like stuff that we are good at. We generally don't like stuff that we are bad at. Generally, that's what our passions are. That's what psychologists tell us. You like what you're good at. Okay. Number two, if you, there's something you're good at. For me, I love skiing. Skiing is like, was my passion. Still is very fun. It's like, man, okay. I could go after skiing, but what if, you know, and I asked this for any passion you have, what if they stopped paying you or you went after that's all you did, but they didn't pay you at all. And that was your full-time gig. Well, you'd eventually have to go find something that made money. You'd have to go find some kind of business or career or something to make money so that you could do your passion, right? Um, if they stop paying you, even if you're in your passionate job, and most people, you talk to these people that play basketball or NBA football, all of them say, even that there was their passion, it became their job. Yeah, it's a job. I wake up and do this every day. Even though it's my passion, it became my job. And so because of that, because it became their job, I'm like, well, if I'm going to get a job, I might as well get a really high paying job. Something that produces a lot of income for a short period of time so that I can go do my passion skiing. And guess what? My passions are probably going to change over my life. I'm probably going to like different stuff. I'm going to like art or painting or traveling or whatever the passion is. And if I can have something behind me that fuels that business, most divorces in this country, most uh, stress, most suicides come from financial, something around financial reasons. That is the number one problem of most people in America. And I said, if I can figure out how to solve that problem, at least for me, it's not going to solve every problem, but it will mitigate probably a lot of problems with my marriage, my family, with stress, etc. So my idea was if I'm going to college, I need to figure out how to make the most amount of money in the least amount of time. That's the goal of me being here. So what I, my thought process was, did you guys cool if I keep diving into this? Hopefully this isn't too deep, but uh, I'm going to keep going. So my thought was my first year of college, I'm not going to do generals. I'm going to take things and try to figure out what I want to do. And so I took 
an accounting class, I took a finance class, I took an economics class, I took a negotiations class. I, I snuck in to the MBA program, one of their classes on negotiation. We had this amazing professor and it was for all MBA students. And I snuck in, I appealed to the teachers like, yeah, you know, you can show up, you seem like a bright kid. I actually was, I took, I took an SEO class, I took a real estate class. They all gave me so much value my first year of school to decide what I wanted to do going forward. Does that make sense? A totally different way to approach college. Additionally, uh, three years to kind of loop that, three years, uh, the, my third year of college, I actually went to a neighboring university and took my generals there and transferred them one to one. I actually applied, I was, I was enrolled at two universities at once. I was enrolled at, uh, at my school and then I was enrolled at a neighboring university and just and for like, cause I'm like, I don't need to like art civilization one. Let's just take it from an easy professor over this other school because they were, they were notoriously hard at my school and let's transfer them in. And they transferred one for one. And I got, I had a three, nine, six, I think GPA in college. Okay. Um, so I had good grades while I did this. Um, and additionally, I actually did internships. I got a job offer to go work in Silicon Valley for six figures. I'll be able to tell that story in a minute. I ended up turning it down. Six figure job offer out of school because of what we were doing with our businesses. Hey, hey guys, hope you're enjoying the show. Now, as you know, we don't run advertisements on this channel. We just spread this by word of mouth. So if you can, please rate and review the show. If it's benefited your life anyway, please drop that down below. I actually love reading them. I love seeing what people say and share and stuff. So if you guys can, if you, this show has helped you in any way, shape or form, please rate and review and share this with a friend or two that may benefit their life. We do this just to help more people understand this game we're playing. Thank you guys so much and we'll get back to the show, okay? Um, okay, so I digress. Asymmetrical risk, let's talk about this. So let me tell you a quick story. So I was in college and that was my approach. Like I need to make money. So I started these businesses. I was applying stuff. I was doing all this stuff and I, I wanted to take bigger swings. And this is actually during the, when fun launch was kind of taking off during this first little period. And I was debating dropping out of school. And I remember asking him, I was like, Hey, um, you know, I'm thinking about dropping out of school to pursue this business opportunity. We've already made a couple hundred thousand dollars of revenue. Like it's going. Um, I just turned down a six figure job offer. Like, am I an idiot? Is it better for me to just go work for the man for a couple years and get skills and develop skills and then come back or get my degree, get my master, get all the things set up. And then when I'm 35, then go after the business. Okay. That was my question. This guy from Harvard came and spoke at, to the school and he spoke there and then he, he came to the back of the room. We're just standing there. And I was like, I'm gonna go talk to him. So I went over to this guy and he was a big entrepreneur, sold this company, he's a young guy. I said, hey, this is my, this is what I'm thinking. He goes, you know, I'm worried about dropping out, the risks, all that stuff. And he's like, he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, it's so risky. Like, what if I lose all my money or I waste two couple years doing this business, it fails. Like now I'm not in a good spot. Like what should I do? And he's like, Bridger, um, if this business doesn't work, do you have a family member or friend that you can move in with? And I was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, like, like you could sleep on their couch or like sleep on the floor and they would have a fridge full of food and maybe some air conditioning or heat. Like you could live with them for a couple months while you get back on your feet. And I was like, yeah, you know, I have people in my life, like I could do that. He's like, okay, like you could probably go get a job at a you know, restaurant or somewhere else and make a couple thousand bucks a month, kind of get back on your feet, et cetera. And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. Um, he goes, we're not talking about the same thing you believe it's so risky to go start launch a business. He goes, your worst case scenario is you lose what? You got five grand in the bank account. You lose five grand and you, and you get to move in with a family member or friend who loves you, that has food in the fridge and a place for you to sleep. He goes, that's better than 90% of the world lives right now. 
is your worst case scenario. You don't got much to lose. But the opposite, if this goes well, look at your upside. It is massive. He goes, that's a bet I'd, I'd take. And it totally shifts this like pendulum in my brain, like holy crap. And there's a concept in finance called asymmetrical risk. And that's what I put on here. Asymmetrical risk is, you've probably heard in finance, high risk, high reward, low risk, low reward. The idea of asymmetrical risk is relatively low risk for high reward. If you can find that, it's called alpha. Things that are lo relatively low risk, but still have a high reward. If, if you're a college student starting a business, you have relatively low risk, but the upside is massive. That's what's called asymmetrical risk. And he pointed that out to me. He said, currently right now you have this. Now, if you're 35, 40, you've got a mortgage, a house, kids, that's a way different level of risk. Because if you risk it all, you've got a family to take care of. You've got a mortgage, a house. Like you've got a lot of stuff to lose. It's actually more risky to take risk when you're 40 or 50. When you're 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, like all the way, you don't got that much to lose. And you got plenty of time. And he's like, that's a bet I really take. And it changed my whole dynamic. And, he, and then he finally, he wrapped up with this. He said, hey, by the way, colleges will always take your money. Universities, if things fail, they love taking your money. They almost always will accept you back. And they talk about how strict they are with all the stuff. Dude, they, they'll, they'll, they'll invite you right back. They love taking your money. Hey, hey, what's going on, people? Hope you're enjoying the show. This is Bridger Pennington here. So if you've liked the show so far, if you're more of a visual learner, we actually post almost all of these to YouTube. So if you go look me up, Bridger Pennington on YouTube, we're there. We actually have a ton of different content on funds and different business structure and strategy stuff that we kind of don't touch on on the podcast, but are more visual-based stuff. So if you're a visual learner, go to YouTube, go check me out, Bridger Pennington on YouTube. With that, we'll get back to the show. Thanks, guys. I, people, a lot of these millennials complain about Oh, I graduated in 2007. Oh my gosh, 2008, I couldn't find a job because I, I graduated into a bad market. It's their fault. And I was like, I was in college in 2017, 2018. The market was ripping, 2019. And I said, the market's on fire. I might as well drop out and try some businesses because the cycle might come back. And lo and behold, I dropped out and guess what happened? COVID hit and the whole world fell apart and job offers were being rescinded and everything. I would have graduated in the COVID market and been with everybody else. Oh my gosh, I can't believe the world did me wrong. What happened to me was I started a business during a hot market, made tons of money. And during COVID, we adjusted and tweaked and actually made a lot of money during COVID as well. You write your own, you write your own future. These people are like, oh, I graduated in 2007 and life sucks. I'm like, what were you doing in 2004, 2005? The market was on fire. You were at school. You were taking tests. It's pretty interesting. Look at the market cycle you are in right now and take bets on yourself. Okay, finally, wrap up here. So number one, do stuff, fail fast, fail cheap, asymmetrical risk, compressed time. The last two I'll add will be quick. Use the student card. When you're a student, you can meet with a lot of people. People love to help college students. Use that to your advantage. Use being a college student to meet with successful CEOs, business owners, et cetera, in your area. Use the student card, meet with professors. There's universities have so much resources to help you launch businesses. It is amazing. A lot of people don't know about them. They have, they have student funds, they have resources, financing, mentorship. The moment you graduate, it's all gone. So use that student card. And then finally I'll add, don't party. I didn't party, I, I, I'm not a partier in college, I, but I had a lot of fun, okay? There's a difference between partying and having fun. Partying to me is making life altering decisions that can actually change the course of your future. 
Um, you know, there's a lot that we can go into that, but uh, I would say don't party, don't get drunk, drugs, like, you know, having sex, like, like crazy, because you'll, if you have a kid, if you get addicted, if you have other stuff, these, these are life altering decisions that can shift your life and take away the ability for you to go pursue some dreams, but have a lot of fun. Like I had a ton of fun in college. We did all sorts of fun stuff, but I didn't, I tried to not do at least things that would alter my life long-term. And a lot of those things I just mentioned can do that. So that's my six points. If you're going to college or in college right now, a lot of students call me up. I'll probably send you this video. Um, but I'm speaking tomorrow at my alma mater. I'll probably share these same things. This is what helped me make millions of dollars in my twenties. Um, and probably 10 years from now, we'll have some different stuff. But anyways, pretty fun. With that, thank you guys so much. And I'll see you next video. Peace.